You are listening to the Mumgri Podcast with Lillian Umarunji-Jung and Isabel Alexander. One is based in Vancouver and the other, L.A. Two besties from high school spill the tea on motherhood and share what's worthy of your precious time on the gram and Netflix. On today's episode, we chat with special guest Mark Grinzelski about how we want to look walking into 2020. Then on our Do It For The Gram segment, we're going to be talking about the Christmas shaming, followed by our Netflix pick of the week. Here we go. All right. So on today's episode, we have Mark Grinzelski with us, who is a father, husband, curly head enthusiast, and sports fan. So we are going to be chatting about a lot of stuff today on today's episode. Mark, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, and thank you for the awesome intro. Yes. Okay, so I kind of told Lillian a little bit um, prior to, but how we've had many discussions on navigating, like, the struggles of curly hair. So we will definitely deep dive into that today in addition to a ton of other topics that are going to be surrounding, you know, bringing in the new decade, 2020. It's coming up. Love it. Love it. Yes. So we have a new decade upon us. And well, the first question I have for both of you is, is your hair today the same as it was 10 years ago? For me? Yes. So my whole life, I pretty much had long curly hair. There are times that I've had shorter hair, give or take. So the past, I wouldn't say a few years since like 2014, I've had shorter hair. And so I'm kind of now transitioning back into my long hair phase, which is um, typically like dictated by work, I think, for most people. So my previous job was a pharmaceutical rep. So it's not like a spoken rule, but it's kind of like one of those like, hey, don't have longer hair. But the job I have now... uh people are cool with it so you kind of bring your whole self to work so it's going back to being a long curly hair long hair don't care love it how about you Izzy? long hair don't care um no so you know 10 years ago would be like 2009 I kind of was just transitioning from I had stopped relaxing my hair and it was still growing out so it was kind of like in between where I call it like the stringy phase where it was kind of Kind of curly, kind of still straight. I I was using different products. I still was definitely putting a lot of heat on it. Completely different from what I do with my hair nowadays. Oh, I totally know that phase. I was in that phase as well. I was like midway between still wearing a weave and and like resisting doing the big chop, but knowing that I wanted to go natural. And so I definitely had like the stringy uh, pieces and just like half curly, half relaxed. And it's kind of a gross phase. I really didn't like it because it just, your hair looks kind of ridiculous at that point. But I was just reading about how Anna Wintour, the editor at large for Vogue, has had the same bob for pretty much over, was it 40 years? Do you think that you will have the same hairstyle? you know, say 40 years from now, or do you, or have you always sort of fantasized about doing something entirely different regardless of like work and, and perhaps like boundaries and things like that? Do you have like a fantasy hairstyle? 
Uh, if I had to say fantasy hairstyle, I guess the only thing I've never really done to an extreme is dye my hair like blonde or platinum or anything like that, like Cisco, I guess. <laughs> Think back to the platinum look, right? That's the only thing I've never done. I never felt like compelled to do that. I guess I would, that would be the only thing, because I think it's more acceptable now. You see hairstyles of like red, blue, purple, you know, multicolored, so that's kind of in. Maybe one day if I hit the lottery and I don't feel like I have to be judged, I'll just do that and take some pictures for everybody. How about facial hair? Is that something that you've played around with as well? Oh, I'm hairy like a werewolf, so I can grow like any facial hair thing like within a few weeks. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> like a werewolf. <laughs> yeah, I'm like Has a werewolf. So nothing, yeah, so there's nothing really that I haven't done. I just don't walk around with, like a mustache because it looks kind of like 80s or something like that. So, um, <laughs> right now I have like a beardish, like a short trim beard right now. But, um, yeah, I, there's nothing I couldn't do if I wanted to be fun with it. Oh, you're you're very fortunate. I've seen the peach fuzz on some some guys. I had pretty- listen. I had peach fuzz in like third grade. Oh, okay. I, I'm serious. I'm a werewolf. Like third grade, <laughs> I, I could have. I'm like I started shaving in late sixth grade. So <laughs> were you using like Mach five or like Mach seven or how many? Oh, you? I used uh, my mom's throwaway bic. That's oh, what I used. Okay, nice. I I grabbed one of them. I always washed and reused it. It was my own. I didn't tell her, and I would just shave away. And I was like, man, I'm a little young to do this, but I guess you have to do it. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. I would be so terrified of, like, cutting my face out at that age. Right? He's using the OG, the, the Bic. The <laughs> we didn't have, like, Mach 5 money, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mach 5 was expensive, wasn't it? Because I only remember ever They're seeing, like, They're still expensive. They are, yeah. right? Yeah, oh. like, you know, you didn't, you, nobody was using Mach 5 until you, you know, you're like five <laughs> years out of college. So you cash the check. It's like That's McDonald's right. money, right? You got McDonald's money? You got McDonald's yeah. money? We don't have Mach 5 money. Look, I'm going to give you the big one. As oh. in one razor. That's it. Oh, that thing's terrible, by the way. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. The struggle. For I a feel, hairy person? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I know. I feel like it's, it's, it's a thin line. Like, you, you really got to be brave to use the big because you, it's just slicing and dicing everybody. For sure. I, Do you I, have a fantasy cut? Yeah, I don't... Like, I Yeah, I would say cut. I've always kind of wanted to do where, like, you shave the one... Kind of, like, the one side. You know what I mean? Where you have, like, the one side short and kind of just have the... Like, the, the part, the side part. But I always chicken out because I feel like when you are done with that look, going back to a normal symmetrical hairstyle mm-hmm. is a struggle. So, yeah. yeah. And then again, like 40 years from now, it's like I'm in my seventies. I think I just, my mom is white and her hair is thin and gone. So I will be lucky if I still have hair at that point. And if I don't, then I'm going to be rocking some bomb wigs. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the wig era. I am, I, am, I am all into it. I just want to wear every wig on the planet. I mean, for some people, the wig era is already here, and <laughs> they still have hair. So, you know, hashtag lace front. But what about <laughs> you, Lillian? I, I, I just want to, like, do every wild hairstyle imaginable. I want to color it every single type of way. I'm all about just doing every type of hairstyle I can possibly do. I feel like I've done about a thousand of them since I was born just because you know our hair is so 
easy to play with and do different things with. But I do know that you guys were talking about the struggle with hair, and I'm curious to know what's been your greatest struggle over the past 10 years, and have you come across anything that's sort of been like a miracle for your hair? For me, the struggle, so I think Izzy touched on this maybe beforehand with you, like being mixed, depending on what your dynamics are, you don't always get the full information of what to do with your hair. Being mixed is something kind of statistically is not like common if you quote unquote, if you look at everything. So there's not always like people that have an understanding of what your hair does or how you have to treat it. So growing up, like I didn't know a lot. I'm I, like, I'm just learning stuff I should have maybe learned when I was like four, you know? So the, the miracle stuff, I would say, you know, oil, like I wasn't aware like that curly hair, AKA dry hair is a thing. Like, yeah. I've used oils in the past, but I never knew how important they were. Or washing your hair every day, because I was an athlete my whole life. I still do jujitsu. So I'm mm-hmm. used to washing my hair, like, every day with shampoo. And that's a no-no for, like, longer longer curly hair, because that dries it out, you know. So I've always yeah. had issues with split ends, you know, trying to manage those. So I would say, like, just proper oil maintenance. And I'm learning what products do that for me right now. So it's kind of been like a long journey, even though I've had this hair my whole life. But like, you don't always get all the information. That's so true. Isn't it so crazy how like, I feel like the oil education isn't something that a lot of us had until like our 20s. Like it it felt like, yeah, it felt like it wasn't really a part of like, I don't remember. I mean, sure, perhaps when my sister or my mom was braiding my hair, maybe they were using oil, but I was I wasn't paying enough attention to when they were using it, how they were using it. And I feel like, yeah, like you're saying, like a lot of that information came much later on for most of us. But going to your comment about like, you know, when when you're mixed race, that's one of the things I'm kind of struggling with with my son is like his hair is, uh, you know, a mix between black and Asian. And so when it when it when it's dry, it's dry. But when it's oily, it's oily so it's kind of in the I, I have to kind of balance the two things but Izzy have you sort of come across anything you introduced me to mixed chicks which was great because I use that now for Apollo yes. but would that, that be your miracle product in the last 10 years well yes and no so I started off using mixed chicks a few years back almost maybe 10 years ago maybe a little bit later I was really excited when I saw that come out because I was like oh my god this is like for me because you know Usually there was there was literally just like very Afrocentric products that don't necessarily work that great for mixed hair texture. And like you guys were saying, it's a fine line between like moisturized and greasy. Like if you use a little bit too much oil, you are walking around looking like a Jiffy Lube commercial. Like your hair is just greased up and nasty looking. But then if you don't use enough, now it's looking dried out. So I think that the biggest game changer for me was actually a book that Kiona gave me that her sister who does hair and owns a hair salon had given her. And it's called Curly Girl, the handbook. It's by Michelle Bender. And it it just outlines different hair textures. Um, It's a little bit more general as far as, you know, it's not going to tell you like you have a a 3C hair texture. It's more like, okay, do you have like corkscrew curls or do you have ringlets or, you know, do you have waves and different 
ways and different products that you should be avoiding and different products that you should be using. So I had no idea that this $30 a bottle Biolage shampoo and conditioner I was buying was actually drying my hair out more. And the 99 cent suave or the 78 cent VO5 naturals Mm -hmm. was what I should be rocking with. And like gel that was alcohol free. So since, you know, switching to those types of products, I feel like my hair has had a major transformation and I'm able to manage it a little bit better. But at the same time, in all curly hair fuckery, sometimes you'll buy products and they work amazing for like three weeks, a month. And then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden they just stopped working. That's the biggest thing I think we were talking about a week ago. Um, Izzy was on my thread I had on my Facebook because I posted it was Cantu. Is, that's what it's called, right? Is it Cantu? Oh, Cantu. Yeah. 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 So I post it. I, you know, I'm very social media fun, you know, like trying to post a lot. It's good to share with everybody. So I posted this bottle I bought and I think there was like 80 comments from like several different people just saying, hey, this worked. This didn't work. Hey, have you tried this? This worked for me. And Izzy sent me that uh, curly girl method thing too. Um, just to piggyback off of that, like that mm-hmm. information, I was like, where was this my whole life? You know, because it kind of breaks it down where you can kind of plug yourself into it rather than be rather than be told what to do. Because the the general theme of my thread I had I posted for the Cantu product mm-hmm. is that everyone does a little bit something different for them, and it's a lot of trial and error. So it's hard to find that yes. product. On that thread, I was I was telling Lillian that I was shocked because I would go to some people's like profile pages that had commented, Oh, it didn't work for me or it worked for me. And it was interesting to see people that looked like they had the exact same type of hair as me or the same texture. It completely did not work for them. Where like, that's been my go-to product for a really long time. I use it in my hair and I use it in Marley's hair. And um, I think that the, the key is the amount of product that you end up using for your hair in order for it to be a success. But it's, it's crazy. Because, yeah, what works for one person is a complete nightmare for another. It was cool to see that. Just, like, different people from all, like I said, it was ranged from all different ages, races, backgrounds. And you can see people just trying to get information. And then I even had people say, hey, this was very informative. I learned a lot from this thread. It was just like, wow. <laughs> I mean, we really, we really are searching for answers still to this day, even though some of us are in our 30s. And isn't it interesting how you can, like how you were saying, is you can find a product, you fall in love with it, you use it, and then all of a sudden it's no longer working. But do, do you have a time, so Mark, in the past 10 years, do you have a time when you were like, wow, I found it, this is it, I look great? Like, do you have a, I guess, an age in the past 10 years where you felt like you looked your best, or do you feel like you're presently in that time? I'm hoping I'm presently looking my best, but who knows? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't want to get older and be like, man, I used to look fine. But no, yeah. in serious, uh, the Cantu stuff is actually working right now for my hair. Like, I feel my hair is a lot more moisturized. I have more curl control. Like, I can get a brush through it a lot easier. The The frizz is being controlled. So I would say this is the best mm-hmm. product I've used just in understanding what shampoo I'm using. Like, I, I got the right shampoo and conditioners, just making sure the curls absorb my stuff, too. So I, I feel like right now is my best time. When I have shorter hair, it's a lot more manageable. But I feel yeah. like my authentic self is my long hair because I've always had longer hair. Poof, like, it was more poofy back, like, 90s kid, you know, people not treating your hair with, like, gel or anything. It was always, like, an afro-ish. 
so like I feel I feel like more confident right today is like hey I got my curls under control if I'm gonna grow it out as I am right now that's good that's dope I feel like a lot of us want to be there Izzy do you feel like you're there right now you feel like you're living yeah I, I do I, I do feel like I'm living my best life right now I think I, I found a good balance after after almost a decade <laughs> of playing around with stuff but again I mean it does that doesn't go to say that tomorrow my Cantu stuff is going to stop working for me and I'm going to have to switch to something else what I, about you I feel like, I don't know if you remember this when you lived in Vancouver, but the struggle to find people who do your hair well is really tough. And so I don't enjoy doing my hair that often. Like I do it, but I, I'm very lazy with it. And I feel like my best hair was when my cousin Rachel was doing my hair and it was just I felt like I was flawless. Like I woke up and I felt so good. It was like in the perfect braids and just looked nice all the time. And I bug her all the time. I'm like, when are you going to come out of braiding retirement? Cause she's been in school for the past 10 years and she hasn't really been, you know, she has her child. So she doesn't have time to just braid hair all the time, but I feel like she's a hair God and she's going to kill me for saying this. But like ever since she stopped doing my hair, I feel like my hair has been on this slow decline. And so She's almost done school and I'm just waiting for her to like come back and then I feel like my hair will be in a better place. But I feel like in Vancouver, there's not very many natural hair salons. Um, you're kind of relying on like different people that you know through other people. And so it can be a bit of a struggle to like get your hair done nicely. But, um, but yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm learning more about how to do it myself, but I do feel like I had better times in the past where I was feeling myself. So, well, she needs to come out of retirement, especially because she's your family. I feel like you just need to harass her. But if I that do. falls through, my girl Ashley <laughs> does do hair. She actually braided me up after you you guys left on uh, Friday. So I have like a cornrows in the front half of my hair. And I feel like my hair is always amazing whenever Ashley braids it for me. And, and for me, I'm in L.A. I'm sure I could find a lot of people. But at the yeah. same time, like, I think that if I was to like, it's. You, you can't really bring your kids to the salon, to the, to a black salon, to get your hair done. Yeah, like no, frowned upon. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's kind of a, been the struggle for me. And then, Mark, like, where are you going for for haircuts in Iowa? Like, who's, who's touching your hair? Who's so, doing your stuff? So here's, so here's the thing, the tricky part. So if my hair is short, it's not that hard to do, to be honest. Um, you, you've seen shorter pictures of yeah. my hair. So you yeah. can, it's not, like, crazily manageable. But, like, when it's long right now, like, I have to seek someone out that understands it. So there's oftentimes we'll go to Chicago, and there's a place called Mario Chicrosi. There's a few people that understand curly hair there. You can book with them, and they can pretty do you up really nice. Now, the best curly haircut person in America that that I came across, I won't say her name because her uh, she doesn't take bookings anymore. (laughs) 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 She's in Seattle, Washington. I booked her courtesy of, um, I think, my cousin-in-law. I That's where she this. gets her hair done. And she's actually a multicultural hair specialist. And oh, I've never been to one. i never heard of that before, right? And so I was like, all right, I got an appointment through her, my uh, cousin-in-law. And I was excited. And she just asked me what I was going to go for. And she attacked it like, you know how those people solve Rubik's Cubes in like under 10 <laughs> seconds? That's how she attacked my curly hair. And, and I was just raving the whole time. I said, you're so great. I gave her a five-star Yelp review. I, I told my cousin-in-law how much I love her and 
She's amazing. I think word has gotten out because I think she doesn't take bookings anymore. Last I checked. Well, whether she takes bookings or not, we need Lillian's going to need uh need this <laughs> stuff because Seattle's not I'm that far. Wait, I, I will. Right. I will. I, will I got a Nexus card. Offline. I can go there anytime. Okay. I'll give you your name <laughs> offline. I don't want to put blast this. <laughs> take it offline. I love it. Okay, so if you look back at your twenty-year-old self. What piece of advice would you give yourself, you know, in regards to like self-care and beauty and, and hair or, or just skin care? What would you, what would you tell yourself? Like, take it easy on the facial hair, take it easy on the eyebrow pencil. Like, what would be your tip? I come from more of a work perspective because I work in the business world where it's more so of like who you know, what you know, how people are comfortable with you. So just understand what hair is accepted where. Because I used to have longer hair where I used to go to interviews, and I ended up cutting my hair uh, my last year of grad school just because you do well in the interview, but you wouldn't get the job. So just understand how what perception versus reality is with people's hair. I know that's it kind of sucks to say mm-hmm. that, but it's good to work in places where you can bring your whole self. That's kind of like a new business term, bringing your whole self to work. So. Just understanding what, how, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that, you know, mostly minority people have to deal with this, but you, you are judged by your hairstyle. And I, I was kind of someone that resisted that notion, but it kind of got beaten into me a little bit, you know, having facial hair, having super long hair. So, you know, mm-hmm. just try to, you know, it's a fine line between advocating for your hair and then understanding, Hey, this might hold me back a little bit. So it's, it's unfortunate to say that, but it's kind of something I would talk to my younger self about. Yeah, I have something that might make you actually or both of you very happy. I'm not sure if you read about this, Izzy, but in L.A. they actually signed a bill uh, that is basically going against natural hair discrimination. Yes, so it's it's, for me that's really important because I was working in the hotel business for a lot for a long time, and there was actually a height restriction on hair. So I I was very you know concerned with how I wore my hair to work and I was always forced to kind of pull it back as tight as I could and I'm pretty sure I you know pushed my hairline back about an inch over time but like it was frowned the job took your edges and let's 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 start to cut you off I I wanted to go there because I there's something that's not said enough black women have to spend a lot of money to be professional quote-unquote you have to do your hair the right way, then you you have to relax it most times. And if you wear it natural, it's frowned upon, right? And so it causes it causes black women, in my opinion, a lot more money to be quote unquote professional in the eyes of the majority, if if you want to put it that way. Um, that's unfortunate, you know. And you, you're talking about a law that needs to be passed so people can just wear their normal natural hair. We're not wearing like crazy helmets on our head. It's just how we wake up in the morning. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. This is exactly. Normal grew. Thing. This is. This is organic, this is GMO-free. Yeah, this, <laughs> exactly. is, this is what grew from my scalp. Like, this makes no sense that they even had to pass a bill about this. But that's, that, that's the age that we live in. Yeah, yeah, sad. Yeah, it's very sad. Izzy, taking it to you, what, would you, what advice would you give your young self? I think I would probably tell myself to, like, start a skincare regimen. Ooh, um, yes. Like, especially with like moisturizer with SPF in it. Because again, my mom is white. I burn easily. I'm freckly. And I feel like, you know, 
nobody ever really talks to you in your 20s about taking good care of your skin and putting on daily moisturizer that does have SPF or putting on night cream and keeping your skin hydrated. Um, so I, I think I, I think I would definitely do that. And I think that if that was something that people preached more to their kids, we probably have a culture that's a little less Botox friendly. <laughs> I don't think people would be walking around with as many, you know, frown lines and things like that um, if we were taking care of our skin better at a younger age. So that's probably my biggest regret, which I'm I'm on it now. I'm on it now. You know, I have I have a skincare routine, but it would have been nice to do 10 years ago. Yeah, the the education on skincare was definitely lacking. I just remember those Neutrogena commercials and like <laughs> buying the one in one in or three in one bottle and that was it, like just the one wash. But I always, for some reason, associated wearing eye cream with being like eighty five, and so I didn't realize that that was something to start using now. And also yeah, with like, so you don't look eighty five at thirty five. Exactly. <laughs> Um, I would definitely tell myself to take it easy with the eyebrow pencil because my eyebrows look crazy back then. And sometimes I think they still look crazy and no one's telling me. So I just, I would tell myself to surround myself with honest and open friends that were willing to tell me how crazy my eyebrows were, um, or are at all times. So that's what I would definitely educate myself on or give myself advice on. But going to our bodies, are you happy with your current diet? Now, Izzy and I definitely share a past of going to fast food restaurants as tweens or teenagers, but now looking at your sort of diet today, Mark, are you pretty happy with how you eat and the things that you sort of consume on a daily basis? Uh, hell to the gnaw. Not <laughs> at all. I have no discipline anymore. <laughs> I thought I heard Izzy snicker back there because she sees how many food posts I make. That was it was Marley. <laughs> she was well. She knew someone knew back there. Um, I could do better. I just did a uh, physical. My physical came back great, which is good, but also kind of gives me a little fuse of the fire to eat the same way that I know I shouldn't be eating. So it's kind of like, hmm, I got away with this far. What's another few days, weeks, years? Who knows. But, no, I, I do need to make some changes, I think, just like everybody does, you know, just uh, cut back on certain things. And there are things I have succeeded with, but I think we all can improve a little bit. But it, it really is hard. I, I work on the road a lot. Um, there's so many fast food restaurants right off the exit. Candy's good. Chips are good. Carbs. Donuts are still safe, as Izzy would say. So it's just hard. <laughs> well, you and Denise, you guys like to eat, right? Like you, you guys, you like to eat a lot of different types of food. But I feel like whenever I see you guys out eating stuff, it doesn't ever look like it's unhealthy. That is true. So, yeah, that part is true. I guess it's just the a la carte stuff. Like throughout the day, like there might be like a donut or candy chips available, soda, whatever. I think that stuff can add up pretty fast. You, you are correct in that. We don't go out and go to, like, IHOP and get the double stack, slathered, whatever they're selling these days. It's <laughs> n- typically nothing too crazy. But, I mean, if you walk around throughout the day, you're going to be tempted with all kinds of sweets and carbs that are going to make you pull your wallet out a little bit more often than not. So I think that's where I probably can cut back and win more so. And how about your diet, Izzy? 
I would say for the most part, my diet in the past like five years or so has been the best it's been, I think, almost ever. Um, and that's, you know, I've shared this in the past that I do – I do do fitness competitions and that's another goal of mine since I've had Bailey is to get back on the stage, but I'm not one of those people that enjoys eating spinach and tilapia and things like that. So when I am actually tracking my food, I I do follow a flexible dieting approach where I don't really restrict exactly what I'm eating, but I'm focused more on the proteins, carbs, and fat amounts and making sure I don't go over my daily goal. So I am one of those people that will be eating donuts while I'm prepping for a show or can fit in a burger or a beer. Um, I think that for the most part, if somebody that was a stranger was to meet me, they would probably be surprised about some of the things that I do eat because mm-hmm. I, I pretty much eat everything. But I'm also conscious about not going overboard and being crazy about it. So right. I'm not going to sit there and eat a whole entire pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Or an entire dozen of donuts, but I will I will have pizza and I will have donuts. Well, you do everything really balanced, and I think that that's something that a lot of us are striving for. Not necessarily that perfection in terms of like, you know, I have the perfect all green diet, and just being able to know that you're exercising, eating well, and and getting those treats in when you need them. I feel like that's that's the healthy way to do it. I mean, you would know best, but I feel like that that is the best way to sort of live your life. I don't feel, I do feel like my diet is at it, at its best point, I think I would say. And most of that is because of pregnancy and because of sort of motherhood and just being more conscious of like what is going into my body all the time. But I feel like over the years, I feel like in, from the time I was 25 onward, I paid a lot more attention to my diet before that, I was just sort of eating whatever I wanted to and, and was relying on my metabolism. But now I'm more aware of it. And I feel like it's only going to get better, especially with all the food education that we have now and watching specials like Game Changers and things like that um, has definitely just changed my outlook on food and diets and things like that. So I feel like I'm in a good place so far um, and eating mumgri is, is helping me every day. So. How do you see yourself like walking into 2020? Are you going to come out with the blonde hair on January 1st, Mark? Or what do you want for your 2020? Like, be so let's, let's, let's talk. You're, you're, you're in Vancouver. I'm in the Midwest of America. So your first goal of every American Midwesterner is not to walk in 15 pounds overweight. That's just facts. <laughs> Because our Thanksgiving holiday, it's just we can wear our sweaters to hide our little chubbiness. So we can overeat. We can't. It's just it is what it is. So first and foremost, I just want to make sure I do have the right diet, make sure I'm exercising, um, not overindulging. And just, you know, if I gain some holiday pounds, make sure it's manageable. I don't feel too overwhelmed with that. But uh, for the most part, um, I'm not going to change too much about myself. I just want to just have consistent habits like i said working out um taking care of my son who's just turned one a few weeks ago um just you know i mean just trying to live a good winter existence going into 2020 you know i'm not too big on decades and stuff like that Mm -hmm. some people are um i just view it as kind of like okay here's another year so i I think more people are uh, 
more focused on like milestone numbers than I would be. But yeah, I just want to make sure I, you know, just have some good habits. And when winter ends and spring comes, I don't have like too much weight to lose. I think that's my main thing is weight. I feel like with America, you guys kind of have a disadvantage because everything is so close together. Like our Thanksgiving happens in October and then we have a little bit of a break and then we have Christmas in December, but with in in America, it's November and then December and then, you know, all the holiday Halloween. parties. And Don't Halloween. forget Halloween. Oh, my we, goodness. Yeah. That's a candy holiday. <laughs> See what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's so back to back to back to back and, like, all tight together. And I don't know. I feel like perhaps if it was spaced out. You know, so the funny thing is this, and this is one thing that's kind of random. So I wrestled in high school. So I grew up uh, six years of my life in middle school, high school wrestling, right? So that's when your season is. So my high school and middle school years, those were times where I was cutting weight and um, just watching my diet all the time because you have to make a weight class to um, compete. And now I can just do everything. That's always in the back of my mind. Like, oh, I don't have to cut weight because I'll see like a, my high school post a wrestling tournament. Like, oh, I can eat this donut. I'm fine. I don't have to. <laughs> I mean, so it's kind of like this uh, psychological thing. Like, I'm free. I can do whatever I want. Food freedom. <laughs> food freedom. <laughs> Hashtag food freedom. Hashtag food freedom. Izzy, I want to ask you a different question. I want to ask you, what do you, what do you advise your clients or just anyone who's who's seeking fitness and diet advice from you? What do you advise them? You know, for the person who is sort of goal oriented and wanting to like start 2020 off with a bang. What do you do to sort of just bring them back to earth and, and make them understand that perhaps things don't need to change overnight? What kind of advice? Well, I think the biggest piece of advice that I give people, especially over the holidays, is don't go ham. Like, you don't have to go buck wild at Thanksgiving, Halloween, Christmas dinner. It's not necessary. Continue to eat the same portion sizes that you normally do. Just because it's a holiday doesn't mean you have to have six or seven different plates. And that's going to be your best scenario for going into the new year and not looking at yourself in the mirror like, hashtag, what the fluff? What happened to my waistline? Oh, I don't have a waistline. Now I'm a rectangle because I exploded after Christmas. (laughs) Just be consistent. And don't, just because it's the holidays, don't, if you're working out, keep it consistent. Don't, you don't have to take a holiday or a vacation from your workouts just because it's time to go Christmas shopping or just because you have to go to Thanksgiving dinner or whatever the case may be. Stay, stay the course throughout the year. I I said this before, the average American gains about eight to, it's like eight to 14 pounds between Thanksgiving and New Year's in the U.S. So that's a short time. That's a lot of weight. Quickly, it's not healthy for you. Just be, just be consistent. Nobody's saying you got to eat like a gerbil or a bunny. (laughs) But just make smart choices (laughs) and realize that you don't have to, you know, binge because we're not going into hibernation. Exactly. We are not the bears. We are not bears. (laughs) Okay. So, Mark, you do listen to the show. So because you listen to the show, we want to bring you into one of our favorite segments, which is our Mumgree Netflix pick of the week but actually before we jump into that we're going to go into our what's popping on the gram so 
Izzy, you have something for us. Yeah, so what's been popping on the gram is what I have called Christmas shaming or the Christmas shamers. So the memes have been coming out since, literally since November 1st, that, oh, uh, it's November 1st, like, here comes the Christmas carols in the stores, everything's Christmas, it's too early, puke, whatever. Those are for the Christmas haters. I love Christmas just as much as I love Halloween. So I am literally like that Mariah Carey video that she posted where she went to sleep on Halloween. <laughs> yeah, I know you saw it. She went to sleep on Halloween, dressed as Tina Turner, and then midnight, she's like, call Santa. And then Santa picks up and she's like, it's time. <laughs> I'm that person. I think there's. it's never too early to celebrate Christmas. I know, again, in America, we still have Thanksgiving. But Thanksgiving isn't really like a decor holiday, aside from the typical, you know, basic bitch fall stuff, pumpkins and leaves and stuff <laughs> like that. You can still rock a wreath at the front door, even though Thanksgiving has not passed yet. You so can you, put up your tree. I'm, I'm with it. Put up your tree. So you go so from pumpkin spice latte to eggnog overnight. Overnight. <laughs> I would rather skip pumpkin spice latte because it's nasty and have eggnog all year round. Amazing. So, so let me offer a quick rebuttal. Just one second. I feel like you need to have a rebuttal to this. Yes. So Christmas is December 25th. <laughs> In most people's minds, I think that are thinking logically about this, Christmas kicks off on Black Friday. And you get a whole month to do your shopping, decorate, light your trees, I feel November up until Thanksgiving, we should focus on the fall last go. It's kind of like fall's going away party. You know what I mean? It's like the trees are it's going to start snowing. Away. I agree. It's, so that, I'm on team shame them. Hashtag yeah. let's shame no, them. It's I, too much. I'm, I'm team no this. shame. No shame. <laughs> I'm, I'm rocking Destiny's Child. I have a Christmas playlist on my stuff all what? year round i have a fake tree because i can bust it out at any time my mother-in-law keeps her tree up for a long time she'll keep that she'll put her christmas tree up before thanksgiving or shortly after she'll have it up for christmas then flip to mardi gras she's gonna have it you know mardi gras theme colors i know people that do a valentine's christmas tree put that thing up celebrate christmas can be celebrated and you can be prepping for christmas from november 1st until november 26th then on the 27th you got thanksgiving then boom black friday back to christmas until the 25th oh no yes. oh so wait is your tree up already or are I mean, you... my tree let's be honest i just moved so my tree is not up and um we are not going to be here for christmas so i'm not even sure if i'm going to pull it out of storage but i will be helping to decorate trees at my in-laws if the tree's not up when we get there. <laughs> and Mark, when does your tree go up? So um, these are my rules, personally. Mm-hmm. A proper tree goes up on Black Friday, and it it can extend to either January 1st or 2nd, or whenever you get back from your New Year's vacation. That is acceptable. <laughs> that is the proper tree time frame. That's just my opinion. That's just me. Because if it like, I feel like you want the tree to mean something. It's like ceremonious. Like, look, Black Friday, we get our tree up. Like, to me, it, it, it it's like pow, boom, this is it. Yeah. I don't know, all these people jump, Christmas jumping early, like, we're, we're, we're letting it creep too early. You know, you just can't, you can't, like, I can't get excited about Christmas right now when it's so far away. Like, it's just, 
Mariah yeah. Carey, stay in, stay in the, stay in the playlist right now, but don't, do not play. That's, this is my preference. Okay. So are we all here for the Mariah Carey album, Christmas album? Like, do we still get fuzzy inside and just butterflies and feel joy when we hear it? Or is it a nausea yeah. thing in our It's ears? a classic. It's a classic. I love you know, it. It's a classic. Yeah, certain songs are classics, and you put them in rotation. Like, I got love for everybody on Christmas music. And that's that's another thing too. Like, Christmas music starts on Black Friday too. I don't know if I said that, but yeah, oh, every- I can start a little earlier on the Christmas music. That's oh too, my god, that's too late. Oh, <laughs> way you're killing too late. Me. You're killing oh, come me. On. The music can start <laughs> now. I believe in the music. I just don't believe in the decor going up right away. That's a little too intense. I love me some Christmas tunes, especially Pentatonix has their, like, Christmas special that they do. Gives me chills. Mariah Carey, I feel like, yeah, the whole Christmas album is bomb. I'm still rocking with my Destiny's Child. Christmas is another one. That's Those are, like, literally my stations, my Christmas stations on Pandora. Is there is there a Christmas song that you don't enjoy, like one that does irritate you? For me, no. I, I feel like they all have a place. Like I so the way I view Christmas music is it's it's kind of the time for everybody to have their little song they kind of like. So I don't particularly get bothered by anybody listening to certain things. So mm-hmm. um i like I said, I heard so many different versions, whatever. I just some versions you like more than others, so it's cool. The more the merrier, no pun intended. Um just yeah, listen to what you want and I pretty much don't hate any Christmas song. Have you both watched the movie About a Boy? No. Okay, so in in the movie, um, it stars Hugh Grant, but in the movie, he has uh, royalties to a Christmas song. And so every year, like, that's how he lives. He just lives off the royalties of a Christmas song. And it got me thinking, if you were to get royalties from any Christmas song, I have a feeling we're all going to say Mariah Carey, but... If you can choose any song, what song would you go with? Uh, anything Mariah. Anything Mariah Christmas related, but I think Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah, I, I think it was still yours. I was going to say, Mariah obviously is number one before taking her off the list because of the obviousness. Yeah, I think Santa Claus is coming. Or Rudolph. No, wait a minute. Yeah, Rudolph or Santa. Those one of those two. What about you, Lillian? Oh, yeah. All of those are great. I would definitely agree with all those. But the one song that comes on every year, and it it does slightly irritate me, but at the same time, like you said, Mark, it has a place and it does, it makes Christmas official. But, um, the one song, I believe it goes, so this is Christmas and it always plays old charity commercials and things like that. And I think it's by, not the, it's not by the Beatles, but I think it's by, um, do you know that song? So this is Christmas. And it kind of has like like a slower melody to it. What have you done? And it like makes you feel bad about not giving enough. Have you heard that song? I feel like I'm singing it terribly. Is it Happy Christmas, John Lennon? I I do believe it's John Lennon, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that song I can't listen. Like a couple times in a row, I'm like, okay, okay, next. <laughs> I've had enough. And I love John Leonard, but it's just it's the one song I'm like, oh my gosh. But that song I feel like it does signify Christmas, so I do accept it overall. But, but um yeah, I feel like I feel like this year 
is going to be pretty incredible because we all have kids and it's going to be interesting to see what songs our kids kind of gravitate towards when it does come to Christmas songs because there's just so many options that are available, especially today. So Netflix pick of the week. Over the weekend, I watched Dolomite. Have either of you watched it yet? I have not. Same here. I haven't either. So Dolomite is uh, starring Eddie Murphy, and uh, it's sort of his return to, I guess you can say, the screen. And it's a really good movie. It's super funny. There's people in it who you don't expect to be funny who are actually the funniest people in the film. I don't want to give anything away, but um, for those of you that don't know, Dolomite was an original movie that came out years and years and years ago. And this movie basically shows you the behind the scenes of the making of that movie. So it's not a, it's not a direct remake of Dolomite, but it's like, it's like what Dolomite was going through as he was making the movie Dolomite. It has many layers to it. It's super funny. And I do feel like it's a great comeback movie for Eddie Murphy. And I got a couple seconds into Arsenio Hall's new stand-up, but I wasn't really rocking with it as much. But I feel like I just need to give it another chance because um, I watched it right after the movie, so I was pretty tired. But the movie itself is is really good. I think I think everyone should go see it and watch okay, it. Okay, Mark, what what is your Netflix pick of the week? And it doesn't have to be Netflix. It can be like HBO. It could be Hulu. It could be whatever. What what is binge worthy? Are you are you telling our our listeners? Okay, so it's not on Netflix. It's on Hulu. It's actually an HBO show. Um, it's one of my favorite shows. It's called Room 104. I'm ah, not sure if you ever heard of it. Have I have. Okay. I want to watch it, but I'm not sure. I'm like on oh, the it's, edge it's of amazing. deciding. Okay. So here's the thing. It's by the Duplass brothers. They've made a, um, a few. Uh, I think they actually have an Oscar. They they do a little different thing. They do documentaries, movies, I think some shows and whatnot. So what they do is it's an anthology style, which means each episode does not uh, relate to the last. The show basically re- revolves around this one hotel room, room 104, the people that go in and out of it. And so what happens is, like, you get all these cool stories from different actors and directors just telling their story. Like I said, they have – like I so said, the rules – like, if you listen to them, like, the preview, them talking off camera, like, it's like, hey – we're so creative and whatnot, but like we wanted to give like strict rules, like hey, you can only be in this one room. All the characters have to be in this room, and it's thirty minutes. Go, make your idea work, and it's phenomenal. It's awesome. Wow. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna press play on it tonight. I was deciding. Well, last I'm gonna night. watch it when we're done. Yeah. I'm gonna watch it when we're done. So good. I think we will be definitely having an episode where we talk about musty Christmas music movies because we all have those movies that mean the most to us. And then we also have those movies that are Christmas movies, but I don't actually think that they're Christmas movies, i.e. Die Hard. Um, But yeah, we'll get into that for sure. Mark, thank you so much for being on the show. It is so refreshing and nice to have the male perspective and just learn more about beauty and and self-care and health. Is there anything else that you want to add or share with us? Oh, no, not at all. Just thank you for having me. I love what you guys do. I think it's important to have, like, a mother-focused show because you guys, you are the people that bring life into the world, and you do a whole lot, and it's good to hear things, uh, even though I'm not a mom myself, but I think it's important for guys to even hear what you guys have to say. So thank you for that. 
about to make we us cry on a Sunday. You. Thank you. You about to cry? Yeah, that's so, that's so nice. <laughs> but it's important, though. That's the thing. I, you know, like, we don't, like, just, I guess uh, I'll throw this in here. Like, when um, I have a general idea circa 2018 before my son was born of what birth was. But actually seeing my wife go through it and then thinking, like, oh, wait a minute. This is her body, like this, this, this. And she's a physician, so she can tell me what actually is happening or why it happened. Like, I, I gained so much more knowledge and insight into what, a, like, like a mom is, you know. Like, you, you know, you just grow up as a guy. You don't have to do birth. You don't have periods and whatnot. So I think it's important to take the lady's perspective to understand what you guys are going through, what it's like. Um, working in 2019, I mean, gender roles have changed a little bit. So, yeah, no, there's a lot that goes into it. And, a lot that's expected, you know, and, you know, I mean, as you talk about like parental time off, like some companies don't give a week, some people give a week, some people give six weeks, some people give 12 weeks. So there's a lot to improve upon and talk about. And no, it's, it's important conversations to have because we're on this earth together. You got to make it the best place. Preach! Mark, we got to have you back on this show. Anytime <laughs> you are welcome. Izzy, you are the best collect- collective of friends on the planet earth try to tell you all the time you really do thank you so much for being on the show and for sharing and we will definitely have you back because that's that's a conversation we like to have a lot yeah uh, anything you want to talk about i'll be i'll be free thank you yeah, like i said keep keep on rocking i'll keep spreading the word for you thank you thank you all right everybody that's our episode for this week hit us up on instagram hit us up on facebook at mongry hit us up on email hello at mumgree.com let us know what you think of this episode and what you want to hear from us in upcoming episodes and stay mumgree